Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Middle of the week, let's go. Welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Happy to have you along, whether you're listening to us live across Super Talk Mississippi affiliates in the great state of Mississippi or uh, streaming anywhere around the world. And if you're catching us a little later in podcast form, we appreciate you joining us today. Great show for you today. A little later, we'll have a pre-recorded interview with uh, Bill McKillis, former athletic director at Southern Miss, now at uh, the University of San Diego. Of course, his son, Will, the starting second baseman for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Uh, we've got that for you a little later. We'll talk with uh, Jason Bailey from To The Top Talk. And in just a moment, we'll be joined uh, with another senior of the Southern Miss baseball team, Drew Boyd. First segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Dickie's Barbecue. Freshly cooked meats in a community near you, the hometown team in Hattiesburg. And remember, when you eat inside the store, you always get some of that fabulous soft-serve ice cream. Lots of summer gatherings going on. Let let Dickie's cater your next event. Dickie's Barbecue cooked here, loved everywhere. Well, we are celebrating this uh, historic season of Southern Miss baseball. Yesterday, Gabe Montenegro, Hunter Riggins uh, joined us. Uh, the third senior set to uh, join us right now, Hattiesburg's own Drew Boyd. We'll call him El Capitan as he is a, a team captain of this team this year. Drew, we appreciate your time today. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, without a doubt, uh, the not only the captain, but probably the most intelligent and smartest man on this uh, on this baseball team this year. I think you were president's uh, list like your entire time at Southern Miss, double major. And oh, by the way, you, you uh, happen to be headed to medical school really soon. Right. Yeah, I don't know about all that smartest guy on the team, but uh, yeah, I've just been very fortunate to be given the resources to succeed academically, and um, Southern Miss really just. Help me achieve a lot of my goals, you know, on the field and off the field, and I'm definitely excited to. Um, I'm not excited to close this chapter, but at the same time, it's uh, a little exciting to be able to look forward to a new chapter in life. You're from Hattiesburg, and of course, Southern Miss stock. Uh, your dad, Larry, uh, I think he's the only three-sport letterman in in Southern Miss history, and of course, very close to school to some of the uh, the sports broadcasts. And I guess uh, from the beginning, uh, Drew, it's safe to say you were raised a Golden Eagle. Yeah, for sure, and we can't can't give my dad too much credit. He's one of two to play uh, three sports at USM, so you got to give credit where it's uh, due to other people. But yeah, I was raised the Golden Eagle. I was taken to the Pete for when I was as young as I can remember. Game days at the Rock and tailgating and all that stuff. It's 
I mean, I've, I was there before I can even have memories, you know. So it's just I've always been a Golden Eagle through and through, and I was fortunate enough to uh, play my college years there as well. You, uh, you, you grew up in Hattiesburg, a fantastic career at Oak Grove, ran into uh, some adversity towards the, the end of your uh, high school career, and that kind of carried over into your first couple years at, at Southern Miss. Uh, you know, and just let our listeners, I, I think a lot of people were excited when you, when you signed with Southern Miss, and they're like, where's this Boyd kid? And a lot of people didn't realize, you know, the adversity that you were facing as soon as you came into the baseball program. Yeah, you know, it feels like it was forever ago when I was when I was battling with this uh, with my arm injury, and at the time it really did feel like it was just taking forever, and it and it kind of did. So I had Tommy John surgery the summer after my senior year, and I talked with the coaches, and they were like, "Yeah, like we we knew this was going to happen. Like it's uh, like you're good. We can we're going to medical redshirt you, and then you'll be back that next year." And then my arm just took. So Tommy John can take anywhere between 10 months and two years to heal. It just kind of depends on the person. And unfortunately, I was more on the two-year two end of that spectrum. So I ended up medical redshirting my first year. And then by the time my arm was ready to go, the season of my second year was just about finished. So it was either burn a year and play for three weeks or take another red shirt and go play summer ball and then come back that next fall with a full four years, and that's what I ended up doing. I was talking to Gabe yesterday. Uh, I remember in 2020 we were live on, on remote for the Eagle Hour, and, and he was coming to sit in with us, and that was, I think, the FIU series that they just canceled because we were in the, the height of COVID, and uh, we look up and, you know, you're for the next couple weeks don't know whether there's going to be a season or not, and then everything gets scrapped. How tough was that for you? Because 2020, you're ready to go. Arms ready, you're ready. And what, after 13 games, there's no more baseball? Yeah, that was, uh, and I mean, COVID affects everyone. It's not just me or anybody on the team individually. But for me personally, it was definitely just like a, like, you've got to be kidding me type moment. You know, I just, I spent two and a half years getting my arm ready and I just had my first outing as a Golden Eagle for my, in my third year on the team. And then two weeks later, the, we hear about some pandemic that's going to cancel all of our games. So that was definitely, you know, it's, I was kind of equipped for it with the previous two years, just kind of thinking I was going to play. And then just time after time, my, own, my arm was just telling me it's not ready. And so when the moment finally came that I was playing and then to have it taken away from me, it was almost like, not that I was used to it, but it was just, it didn't make it any easier that I'd throw my, and then that season was not going to end up happening anyway. And then there was thought that, you know, at the time, like even the next year wasn't even guaranteed. So I had no idea if I was ever even going to throw a pitch again for Southern Miss and I was going to be there for a full four years. So, uh, to be able to play last year and uh, this year, it was, uh, I, I really just didn't take a single second for granted because you just never know what could happen. Last year, I mean, you, you got thrown in the fire. You made 13 starts, uh, had some outstanding outings. I think you started the season, I think, nine strikeouts. And then in May, man, you through several of those starts, you only were given up like one or two runs. And, and what was it last year? I mean, it's pretty cool when you're part of a rotation. And, oh, by the way, Hunter Stanley and Walker Powell are the other two pieces of that rotation. Right, you kind of you kind of cut up there a little bit, but I think I got the gist of the question. Yeah, last year, no doubt, uh, personally, was uh, my most successful year, and 
you know, there was just a lot of guys that Coach Al was giving them the, a year. We would need four of them, and possibly some weeks even five because of the, the four-game series on the weekends, and then sometimes we'd have a midweek uh, thrown in there too. And just one thing led to another, and it just – I kept having good fall outings, and I came back in the spring, and I – Coach Oz trusted me with that fourth game Sunday spot, and we just never looked back. And, and you know, I just uh, I felt very blessed to be given those uh, starts because I, I definitely uh, being a starter and coming out of the pen are two different roles. And being a starter is much easier on the mind because you you know when you're going to pitch and just just about how much you're going to pitch. And there's no ifs ands or buts. It's as opposed to the bullpen where any given Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, you might be needed. And no matter how your body feels or your mind feels, you just got to be ready. But, you know, being a starter, uh, I knew just every single time I took the mound that year to just take it all in because, like I said, you just never know when it can be taken away. Visiting with Drew Boyd, one of the Southern Miss, uh, three of the Southern Miss uh, seniors, one of the three Southern Miss seniors, and uh, a guy who's, uh, who's, who's had a roller coaster of a career at Southern Miss. And I asked Hunter Riggins this yesterday, Drew, do you think? I mean, I guess on the inside, you you can answer it this way. How special was this entire pitching staff this year? Like historically, uh, it was probably the coolest thing I've ever been a part of. You know, we've been some. I've been a part of some really good Southern Miss teams and some really good pitching staffs. But not only to be a part of this year's team, but a member of the staff that was, you know, nationally regarded as uh, one of the top staffs in the country. It just felt like an honor to to be a part of it, and we knew like coming in like this fall, we were going to have a lot of innings to replace, you know, with Stan and Walker and Ock all leaving, and we had a lot of guys that had a lot of success last year, but maybe just not the volume because that volume was taken up by uh, those three guys that I just mentioned. And when we came back for that fall, it just seemed like every single guy that took the mound in our inner squads was not only having a little bit of success, but just kind of dominating just about day in and day out. And so it was not a matter of if we were going to replace those innings, it was a matter of who was it going to be. And that is one of, just something that we we took pride in as a staff. You know, we, we wanted to uh, acknowledge to ourselves that how good we could be, but at the same time uh, stay humble and of being selfless because we knew that there was a lot of arms that needed to be fed this year and uh, guys weren't always going to get the the opportunities that um, they might have wanted. So it was just something really special to be a part of such a a really good pitching staff. And they're just a bunch of really good guys too. So they're not only good at baseball, but there's some really cool, nice guys to be around as well. Drew, a couple seconds left. I gave Gabe and Hunter the same opportunity. What would you say to Southern Miss listeners who have watched you pitch for the last several years? All I can say is thank you. You know, it was I wouldn't trade my time as a Golden Eagle for anything. And along with the coaches and my teammates and my family, um, it's the fans as well that just make the experience of playing Southern Miss baseball what it is. So I just can't thank you guys enough. Drew, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time today. Hey, Hunter. It's Drew Boyd, senior pitcher for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, headed to medical school up at UMC in Jackson, and we wish him all the best. We'll talk to Jason Bailey as we continue to recap and reflect on a historic year of Southern Miss baseball. Eagle Hour continues right after these messages. 
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Great time visiting with Drew Boyd, one of the three seniors on this uh, Southern Miss baseball team that just finished up earlier this week. If you miss Gabe Montenegro and Hunter Riggins, you can go back and listen uh, on demand on Super Talk's webpage or Eagle Hour Podcast, uh, Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. Michael, which ones do I always miss in those lists? uh, Audible. I think you got them on Google Podcast. Always forget Audible. Yeah, that, that's what it is. So most people do. It's okay. Good stuff. Uh, if you missed Drew's interview just a second ago, go back and check it out. It'll be posted later um, today. Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel on this Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour. Second segment brought to you by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. You can go see the great people, our great friends at Campus Bookmark, or just shop from your house, Campus Bookmark. Jason Bailey joins us, co-host of To the Top Talk, a very popular Southern Miss podcast. Uh, and, and I guess, Bump, you're, you're the super fan. Um, you, you not only talk about the team each week, but you actually show that support. And a lot of stuff goes on in the roost that people don't know about, a lot of superstition, a lot of fun stuff, and, and you were there every time this year. Yeah, I mean, it was a fun year, wasn't it? Um, it was, um, I mean, we, we had the incarnation of the Rally Cat, and uh, the rally paddle, and um, just about the rally, anything else that we could think of, just trying to push the Eagles over the top. And, you know, I guess in a sense we came up a little bit short, but, man, it was it was one heck of a year and, and set several high marks uh, that, that, that we'll try to live up to for the years to come. Yeah, historic in the sense, you know, if, if somebody would have told you back in February, hey, uh, we're going to host the Super, we're not going to win, but we're going to win the Conference USA tournament we're gonna have the second best you know pitching staff in the country and we're gonna hit 82 bombs and host the super i would have taken that and and i think you've kind of looked at this season i know those are kind of some some high marks but there's a whole lot more not said there um marks that southern miss did this year that that make this season historic yeah there's a ton there's a bunch of them and um i've jotted a few down um and some that other people have done the research on, and I just kind of took from them. But, uh, you know, at one point this season, we were ranked number three in the country, right? Uh, that was the highest mark that we had ever hit. I want to say that was in the perfect game poll. Uh, several other polls had us in that four, five, and six train. So, you know, we were kind of knocking on the door as being looked at as, as the best team in the country for a little while. And that, of course, that coincided with the 15-game winning streak that we had. Uh, and, I mean, this team won 47 games overall. That's a that's a huge number. A number eleven overall national seed in the tournament, uh, never been done before. And like you said, host of the conference tourney, host of the regional, host of the super. Uh, if you want to talk about all the attendance records that were just shattered, um, I want to say we finished twelfth overall in attendance. Um, Forty wins, six years in a row. I mean, the list goes on and on. So uh, yeah, there, there there are several things to be proud of as a Golden Eagle fan, and um, you know. We just kind of had to lose to those guys right there at the end. I think that's kind of the, the big, the big bummer for everyone. But I think everyone could tell that the coaches, the players, the fans, everybody just gave it all they had. And it looks like we ran out a little bit of juice right there at the end. But um, boy, I mean, so many things to be proud of, and so many things that I'll never forget. Uh, to be honest with you, like, like the, after the LSU game, right? Getting the roost, the kids. Uh, 
jumping over the wall, celebrating. I think I hugged more grown men that day than I have in about <laughs> two decades. Um, you know, it's just, it just it means a lot to people in the roost and people in the stands, and, and it means a lot to the players. Um, so, good times, man. Good season. Hopefully that kind of bleeds over into football. And, and we should mention all of this done with a program with less than a $500,000 budget. Compared to the team we lost to, the team the week before that we ended their season. Plus, I mean, you know, even even uh, teams, you know, even other uh, quote mid major teams. We're not a mid major; it doesn't exist in baseball. We're we're definitely not one in that that standard. But I mean, you look at some of the teams that we played this year, uh, Jason. I mean, compared to what we've done, and I was talking uh, Saturday uh, to an Ole Miss guy, and he just straight up said Southern Miss does more with less than anybody else in the country. I'd like to know what they're spending their money on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm looking out there, and, and, and you know, I don't think their guys throw any harder than our guys. Their uniforms look like uniforms. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I was making the comparison the other day. I said, look, you know, we, we just kind of live in that neighborhood. Southern Miss is situated in the middle of a lot of these schools that have just more money than they know what to do with, most of which they didn't earn, honestly, but they've got it either way you look at it. So we live in that neighborhood. We don't live in a bad house, right? We just kind of live in a smaller house. So we're still there. We still uh, compete. Um, you know, their dad makes a little bit more money than our dad. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think that, that, when that when that pickup game happens on that street, um, people come to our door uh, pretty quick to, to pick us first in line. That's a really interesting analogy. I, I, I really like it. Um, how fun! So, so a couple of things this year, just just for me, um, just the outstanding. And, and Hunter Riggins said it yesterday. I'll, I'll talk pitching first. I'll let you comment, and then we'll come back and talk talk the offensive side. Hunter Riggins made a statement yesterday, and, and I don't want to misquote him, but it was to the effect of he's not sure that a pitching staff like this, with the skill and the pieces, um, could possibly ever be replicated again. That's a strong statement. Mm. Wow, yeah. I mean, I would probably have to go back and listen to the whole thing just to get the full context of it. But, I mean, he's not completely wrong. That, that We had our three weekend starters. The worst ERA of those guys was 3.2, right? <laughs> That's pretty good. And it's nothing for a college team to come into, uh, to come into a weekend series at the Pete. And I look up the numbers, and they're staring at a six-team ERA. So, yeah, our, our, our pitching was our calling card the entire season. Um, they've set the bar pretty high for future pitching staffs, just as this team has set the bar pretty high for future uh, teams at Southern Miss. And um, you know, the offense didn't—I don't—I don't feel like the offense lagged that far behind. I just think that the pitching was was so good that we looked at the hitting as being like a, a, a big problem. But I mean, you, you said it earlier. We had 82 home runs. That's the fifth most home most home runs in, in Southern Miss history. So it's not like we just didn't hit the ball at all. I think Army came in with like 30 home runs. So if we'd hit 30 home runs, I think you could you could you could talk about that a little bit more. But um, but no, the, the, the pitching is, was unbelievable. Um, we'll probably have one or two guys drafted this year, and one or two guys drafted next year, and we had a couple guys drafted, no, three guys drafted last year. So. Yeah, I mean, look what Oz has done. Oz, Oz and number 40 together um, have, have just put together this machine uh, on, on the mound, whether it be starting or in the bullpen. 
I think you're going to see a lot of pitchers that have aspirations of taking that next step uh, want to come to Southern Miss because of that. I, I think, and to go back to Hunter's statement, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think he was suggesting that the numbers can't be replicated again or the, that you can't have that type of success. It almost seems like an undercurrent of that was how everybody in this staff knew their role and did mm. their role. And I think that was just as, as almost as strong as, you know, the physical talent that you're dealing with. But so offensively, Peyto uh, emerges. I mean, it's 16 home runs as a freshman. That's, that's like Walner territory. Um, and, and you don't, you don't lose anybody. I mean, you lose Montenegro, um, who, who is you know, the silent leader on that team. Reports are that we could possibly get Tate Parker from Pearl River. You could plug him right into the outfield. But, but I mean, Jason, when you look at this team, you look at roster wise, like everybody's coming back. Rodgers may get drafted. Um, and you don't know, you know, who else might, might hit the portal. Fisher and Gillentine have this week. But I mean, the crux of it is you're dealing with the same guys who will have more experience. Sure, especially especially at the positions uh, other than pitcher. Like you said, I mean, Rodgers is pretty much gone. I think Stewart's going to have a shot. I mean, he's like 6'8", and throws 97 miles an hour, and a bunch of those are strikes. So it's pretty attractive uh, as soon as you are eligible to get drafted. But, yes, yeah, Sarge is back, hit 21 bombs. Carson, I wish we had about eight more just like him. Uh, he's one of my favorite players to watch. I would like to see us get a little bit more athletic in the outfield, just um, and and hopefully that would translate over to – uh, running the bases, uh, we, we were we were station to station a lot this year, but there's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, and, and I think we did fine. But you know, if you aren't trying to get better, what are you really trying to do? So, if, is there one place that we could improve on? And I don't know your thoughts, but I think that uh, uh, having a threat uh, to, to run a little bit more, um, and if that came from an outfield position, that that would probably be uh, a little bit. Uh, lend itself to catching more balls in the gap. And so maybe that's something that we could look at. But, boy, we, I mean, if this if this is the exact lineup you're going to have next year, and this is a pretty good one. Um, so, you know, uh, okay, uh, adding a catcher. I think adding a catcher is a big deal. Uh, it looks like we've added the Crawford kid to a summer all player of the year and went to Alabama. Uh, so he'll be coming back, and he'll add some depth there. Hopefully don't, we don't run into the same situation like we did last year with our catchers. But, um, those two things right there, I think, is something you can look forward to uh, next year. Appreciate your time, uh, Jason, and and I, I think just the last statement: I, the we, they got to get a, a a definitive leadoff man. That they that's that's the yeah. the big part of it, um, and I think you would you would agree with that. Hey, buddy, thanks for your time, man. Thanks for all you do, and uh, people need to check out to the top where they hear you every week. Appreciate your time, bump. Thanks, Luke. Jason Bailey from To The Top. Appreciate his time on the Eagle Hour. A key piece of that returning puzzle, we may have just found out that that piece is going to be here. Stick with us on the Eagle Hour. You'll find out next. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Appreciate Jason Bailey from To the Top Talk joining us in that last segment. Just thinking through and reflecting on a historic year for Southern Miss baseball. If you missed it in the first segment, Drew Boyd, one of the seniors on this team, 
joined us, and you can, uh, if you missed that, you can go catch it later on today in podcast form, Eagle Hour, on uh, many different platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and Audible. There, I got it right. Luke Johnson, Michael Morgans from the Southern Bancorp Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Um, Bump and I, last segment, were talking about you know who might go, who might stay. Already, uh, two Golden Eagles have entered the uh, the transfer portal. Three, if you count pitcher Blake Wehunt, he kind of entered midseason. Charlie Fisher um, going to uh, to transfer, and, and man, what a uh, what an impact he has made the Minnesota native on Southern Miss baseball. Um, also, pitcher Aubrey Gillentine is uh, is transferring as well, and. And Heathen told us later or earlier in the week that they don't have that much time to, to transfer. All this really has to take place, and or at least to announce the transfer uh, that they're entering the portal, because all of this will shake out in the next two weeks um, as July the first uh, looms. Uh, a couple guys that might get drafted: Dalton Rogers, lefty out of the bullpen, he might get drafted. Tyler Stewart might get drafted. You got to wonder about some of the pieces of the bullpen. Uh, additionally, like Ramsey and Harper, Tanner Hall and Hurston Waldrop are. Are not eligible to be drafted as they're only 20 years old, but you know some of those guys. Uh, you wonder about Christopher Sargent or, or or Danny Lynch, but but a guy that really had a phenomenal year, 16 home runs, 51 RBIs. Hattiesburg's own Will McGillis. Of course, his father was the uh, AD here at Southern Miss for a few years, and uh, Bob. Talk to uh, Mr. McGillis, Will's dad, uh, over the course of the weekend, and, and he shares uh, some thoughts about the NCAA tournament and about his son, Will. Happy to say we've got Bill McGillis on the Eagle Hour. And first of all, Mr. McGillis, great to see you here in Hattiesburg. It's great to see you, Bob, and it feels great to be back in Hattiesburg. I told you just a moment ago I've had an opportunity to kind of get to know your son some this year, interviewed him several times. What a class act, Mr. McGillis, and what a great credit to the university his your son is. Right. He, he loves Southern Miss, and, uh, you know, if your son's going to or daughter's going to be 2,000 miles away to go to college and play for somebody, you know, you couldn't be in a better situation with Coach Barry and Coach Creel, Oz, the whole staff. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it looks like he's going to work on his third degree. So, it's you know, it's worked out pretty good. I asked him in one interview, that, was there ever a thought of going to San Diego when you took that job? Because I'm sure they would love to have had him. And his comment, he smiled and he said, I've never wanted to play anywhere since I was in high school but right here. It's true. It's true. Because, trust me, I suggested, right. you know, the possibility right. so that we could see him play. Um, but he never... He just, he just always felt Southern Miss. And, um, you know, I was telling someone the other day, it was the, it was the 20, I guess it would be the 2016 season, Bob, when they had the great run in the conference tournament and Will started coming to all of the games, um, you know. And he was planning on playing Division three basketball back then mm-hmm. and, and not playing college baseball. Mm-hmm. And he came home one night and he said, I think I want to – play baseball play here and try this and fortunately it worked out and they were willing to have him and it's been a great place for him to you know to develop as a young man develop as a baseball player and he's a proud alum he'll have uh he'll have his mba this summer already uh to go with his bachelor's degree so we feel like we feel really blessed as parents that he's been here Having his NBA, will he have another year of eligibility next year? He does. He's still got the COVID year, you know, that everybody has. 
Um, and so he plans to come back and Good. run it back one more time. I mean, this team is special right now, win or lose. Um, and they've got the whole group back next year, you know, minus Gabe and Drew Boyd and Riggins, you know, some key pieces. Right, but they right. got most of that group back. Right. So this team is not a one-hit wonder. And, um, you know, one of the things I, I talked to Scott briefly the other day, and one of the things I wanted to share with him, this is after the LSU win, was that regardless of how that final game with LSU went, and let's say Cruz would have hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth to beat us on Monday. You know, none of that would have changed who Scott Berry is, who these young men on the program are, the substance, the excellence, the integrity, the culture that he's built and... and uh, those before him have built and I think that's important for people to remem remember you know the joy that winning the regional and hosting the super regional has brought to the coaches, players our fans us as parents is awesome but this program it just has so much depth to it, it stands for everything you would want in a program you know whether we're in Omaha or not in Omaha and um I think that's important for people to remember how, how fortunate we are to have Coach Barry here. And, no, no you know, and, and uh, we certainly feel that way. This has truly become, and I've talked to a lot of national media people this year, they see this as one of the nation's elite baseball programs now. Jay Johnson, the head coach at LSU, was an assistant coach at the University of San Diego before I was at San Diego, but I got to know him through that association over the last five years. And uh, I talked to him prior to the third game of, of, you know, prior to Monday's game. I talked to his top assistant coach actually this morning. And those guys just raved about the fan base, the facility, the program, the environment. Um, and they mean it, you know. And I think it has risen to a, to a new level. Um, and uh, and I and I don't think they're going away, you know. So it's it's special. I, I know how we can all live and die with the final result, and, and it's tough when when it doesn't go your way. But this is one heck of a program, and uh, and by the way, I like our chances in a three-game series against anybody in the country. So. Um, I feel good about uh, good about the remainder of this series. All right, final question: Do you watch Will on ESPN Plus, and you get to stream all of his games? Um, quite a few of them. Uh, the time change makes it a little bit easier. Um, you know, we had a very good baseball team ourselves yeah. this year, and, and went to the regional at Oregon State. And so, as soon as we got knocked out by Vanderbilt, I I came in. Um, so, you know, I've got 17 teams there that i got to pay a lot of attention to. Um, but I, I watch the stream or listen to John Cox as often as I can. My wife's been in Hattiesburg since before the conference USA tournament. And, uh, you know, and Bob, next year I go back on the NCAA baseball committee. I'd actually gone on it at Southern Miss by last year. And when I took the San Diego job... I had to go off of it. So I only attended one or two meetings. Didn't really get experience it, but I have a four-year term starting uh, in September. And I'm excited about that from a Southern Miss perspective as well because, 
it's another set of eyes for a committee member on, you know, someone in the West right. who otherwise may not know much about right. the Southern Miss baseball program. Right. So, so let's not tell everybody about that, but uh, there'll be another guy in the room next year uh, uh, advocating for the Golden Eagles. And we're glad that guy is you. Thank you, Bob. That's uh, Bill McGillis, the athletic director now at San Diego. Of course, his son, Will, the starting second baseman. And, man, what a year Will McGillis had. Batted 265, 16 home runs, uh, 53 runs, and uh, 51 RBIs. And so, yeah, I mean, Mr. McGillis kind of tipping his hand there that uh, that Will will be back. Um, and you can figure he'll be back with have his good friend Danny Lynch, and uh, of course Carson Pato, and and uh, be interesting to see what what kind of happens in the draft. Uh, all those guys are draft eligible with Sargent and um, Dickerson, I believe, is also uh, draft eligible. But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of it's interesting the different pieces that you feel uh, could come back, and and if you don't know the. The, the draft eligibility deal, you got to be 21. You can actually be like a sophomore who turns 21 early. Like, for instance, Slade Wilkes is, is draft eligible this year. But Hall and Waldrop aren't. So it'll be interesting to see um, what happens in the draft. Some of the guys um, get drafted, whether they don't. Uh, we, we really think that there's a, you know, a possibility that, that, that Dalton Rogers might, might be drafted simply because, man, you bring it at 95, 96 off the left side and, Whew, it's, it's tough to hit uh, sometimes, but it'll be it'll be fun to see in the next month or so, and we'll know what we're dealing with uh, for the next year. And pretty cool there that that Bill McKillis will be going on uh, that committee uh, as to who determines uh, who gets into the NCAA tournament. All right, I asked a a question yesterday on social media. Interesting question. I want you to be thinking about it during the break. And Michael Mergens, who is the uh, Eagle Hour music connoisseur. He's going to give his expert opinion. If you were a college baseball player, what would be your walk-up song? And, and listener, I'll give you, you know, the course of the season, a, a few times these guys change. So what would be maybe your top two or, or top three walk-up songs every time you came to the plate? Michael and I will talk about it as the hour finishes up on a Wednesday. Southern Miss to the top. That third segment brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, just across Highway 49 from the University of Southern Mississippi. They're recouping, man, three weekends of Conference USA, regional and super regional baseball. But our good friend Slade White saw him a lot in the roost uh, over the last month. Appreciate his support of the Eagle Hour in 4th Street. Gives you the third segment every day. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by D1 and D-Bat in Hattiesburg. Training on the right, batting cages and hitting facilities on the left. D-Bat, D1 training, proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour. All right, Michael. Um, 
I've all, I always think through this because I was kind of, when I played high school baseball, probably a couple years, I think like two years after, is when the iPod was invented. And when the iPod was invented, you know exactly what happened. Sports uh, broadcasters and uh, PA announcers no longer had to use what, Michael? The compact disc. <laughs> and so as the MP3 began to take form, uh, we had the invention of something called walk-up songs. And uh, I, actually, at, at Southern Miss, they uh, the marketing department actually approached me and, and wanted me to talk to my um, to my long snapper, and they kind of wanted to have us like a song, like almost like a run-out song on fourth down. They discussed the Imperial Death March because nice. of Luke or whatever. Never happened, but um, walk-up walk up songs, particularly in baseball, are, are, are really good. All right, I asked this question yesterday on uh, on social media. If you had a walk-up song, what would it be? Got uh, some some unique answers. Um Somebody wanted the under or this is Will Tony actually wanted the Undertaker's theme song. It would be pretty cool. Uh, Iron Man by Black Sabbath, of course, uh, from Major League Wild Thing by the Trogs. Um, Danger Zone from Top Gun. I thought those were good. Um, Big Rock Candy Mountain. <laughs> I like that. Eye of the Tiger. Uh, Abracadabra by Steve Miller Band, and then uh, one one guy on my Facebook page actually said Ghostbusters, which I thought was was pretty good. All right, Mergens, you you have an endless supply of of knowledge of music. Give me, I don't know, give me a list, whatever. It can be four or five, whatever, and then give me the, if you had to do one, what would it be? Uh, first, I've given this a lot of thought. First one would probably be. Let it go from Frozen. No. <laughs> I wanted to see what your reaction would be. Or if you want to build a snowman, because after the heat over this weekend, that might give some uh, mental coolness. Uh, no, uh, definitely Immigrant Song. And I told you off air yeah. with uh, the Sports Talk broadcast on Saturday, one of the last bumper songs you guys played, we were listening on the way into the game. My daughter was sitting in the back, and that's my ringtone on my phone. So she heard that, and... She's like, Daddy, your phone's ringing. It's like, no, it's on the radio. But your phone's ringing. She was insistent. <laughs> she couldn't comprehend that it was playing on the radio. Um, that, that immigrant song would be a good one. Are You Gonna Go My Way, Lenny Kravitz? Love that song. Um, <laughs> just to be a little funny, maybe Don't Stand So Close to Me by The Police. Oh, LSU could use that one. Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, Running Down a Dream, Tom Petty. Prince, let's go crazy. And then probably number one that I definitely would use would be Judas Priest breaking the law. Like him. From your expertise. All right, here's a couple, and I'm going to start kind of the ones I wouldn't use to where I would end up. For some reason, I really like the song Thunder by the Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Um, and I know that's more of a new one. Um, if I'm going to go old school, perhaps Ramblin' Man by uh, the, uh, the Allman Brothers. Uh, it's Ramblin' Man, isn't it? Yep. Um, I could do Credits Clearwater Revival. I could probably do, like, Fortunate Son. Yes. That would be a good one. But probably my, my choice, my, my two-slot would have to be Thunderstruck just because, like, if I'm going, this sounds stupid, but if I'm, like, if I'm going to a baseball game or going to call a baseball game, like, I'll just put that in on, like, Final Approach. But But I think if I were to choose, if I could just have one that, you know, now batting, 
whoever, whoever, Luke Johnson. I think I would go with the 1986 version of the Top Gun anthem. I think that would probably be um, it, it's inspiring, and it would it like we're getting ready for liftoff whenever we play <laughs> Top Gun. See, I would probably use the uh, Nintendo video game version of it because I had Top Gun. I never got past the second level because I couldn't refuel to save my life. But the uh, the digital eight bit Top yeah. Gun theme would be pretty good. And and I went yesterday. I was I was thinking through it. I went and listened to the uh, to the new Top Gun anthem off the off off Maverick, and and it's pretty good too. I mean, it's a little more stoic, uh, but but yeah, I, I think what what I appreciated, and I think uh, our colleague at Sports Talk Mississippi, I think Richard Cross said this on Twitter: a plus music job from Pete Taylor Park throughout the regional and the super regional. You were there Saturday. I mean, it was really good. They, were, they had Whitney Houston. They had yep. old stuff. It was it was quality from those guys up, up top. Yeah, I told you that got me thinking about walk-up songs, too, because it was so good that, uh, yeah, I started making my list then. Top Gun, coming to the plate, lift off. I like it. Good stuff with uh, Drew Boyd, Jason Bailey. And if you missed the interview with Bill McGillis in the third segment, go back and listen to it. Good stuff. Will appears to be coming back to play next year for the Golden Eagles. Bob will be, be back tomorrow. Michael and I as well. Hope you join us at 1 o'clock for tomorrow's Eagle Hour. Have a great Wednesday. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.